In a previous episode of Bright Future, I discussed the budget plans previously proposed by President Biden and Speaker McCarthy, and how both should be considered failures. Last week, McCarthy proposed a new plan. Let's take a look, shall we? This is a weekly political podcast that follows current events and looks as to how we may do better so that there may be a brighter future. I'm your host, Samuel Adams, but please call me Sam, and without further ado, let's begin this week's episode, which I have titled, Tug of War. In the previous episode I mentioned is episode 13 of 2023, titled, Controlled Burn. However, if you search for episode 13, you'll actually find two different episodes, because the way I have decided to format these podcast episodes is that each year is a new season, with each week adding a new episode to the season, with a total of 52 to 53 episodes per year. The count resets the first week of January, which starts the new season. So while this is episode 17 of 2023, it is actually the total of 45 episodes so far, including this one, but the count reset in January. In my Controlled Burn episode, I talked about how at the end of February, the White House put out a series of fact sheets titled Five Alarm Fire, which talked about how bad the House Freedom Caucus budget proposal was. It would hurt seniors, veterans, lower income workers, minorities, families, ship jobs overseas, all while increasing the national debt. All of this to give a tax break to the rich. The fact sheets actually included links and sources, which made researching that episode very easy to do, because I was able to go right to the actual source, the budget proposal itself, and read it, rather than just needing to take Biden's word for it. I ended up coming to the same conclusion that the White House and the Congressional Budget Office did. This plan, if, if implemented, would be pretty bad for the average American, though I wouldn't go so far as to call it a five-alarm fire. The plan received very little backing from congresspeople, so it was much more of a controlled burn. But on the other side of the National Mall, I went looking to try and find President Biden's alternative budget plan to discover that it was non-existent. There was a singular statement about it which had no links, sources, or legislation that would support it. There was also no report from the Congressional Budget Office confirming that Biden's plan would actually work. I concluded the episode by claiming that Biden and McCarthy are actually whining about each other's proposal instead of proposing their own solutions in turn. In addition, they were using clickbait to weaponize citizens' emotions and try to pin blame on each other. I urged them both to set aside their differences and put their country before their party to come to some agreement on the budget before we actually experience global economic meltdown. Wait, really? Yes. According to reports from Wells Fargo, if our government does not raise the debt ceiling or come to some form of agreement on the budget, our government will start defaulting on its debts sometime between July and September of 2023. That's in just a few months. If that happens, the Treasury will either have to stop payments to various companies that have actually been mandated by Congress, or default on payments to bondholders. Both of these cases would likely result in a domino effect where the entire world's economy would melt down. 
I don't think that would lead to a very bright future, so what progress have we made on this issue since my last episode on the topic? Speaking of, uh, speaking of earlier this week, uh, Speaker McCarthy redoubled his threat to default and hold the American economy hostage unless he can slash programs that the American people, including our nation's veterans, rely on every single day. While the President's budget honors our country's sacred obligation for care for America's veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors, Speaker McCarthy's proposal would cut these critical pro- programs by 22% and threaten critical services for veterans. Oh, come on. Today, the Department of Veterans Affairs has put out analysis uh, of the impact Speaker McCarthy's 22% cuts would have on those who have bravely served our nation. The extreme MAGA cuts he has put forward would mean 30 million fewer veteran outpatient visits, meaning veterans who need cancer screenings or mental health services would be unable to get an appointment, eliminate 50,000 veterans' housing vouchers, putting veterans at greater risk of homelessness, take away vital food assistance from older veterans, the VA's ability to care for the final resting place of veterans who lost their life serving this country. The Congressional Republican plan is to threaten veterans' health, food, housing, and even grave sites for brinksmanship over the debt ceiling. Speaker McCarthy and House Republicans should take those threats off the table, just as they did three times in the last administration. Speaker McCarthy and President Biden last met on February 1st, 2023, to try and discuss this issue. However, there was no real progress at that time. On March 9th, Biden stated that, I'm ready to meet with the Speaker anytime. And on March 28th, the same day I put out episode 13, McCarthy sent a letter to Biden. Quote, Mr. President, simply put, you are on the clock. It's time to drop the partisanship, roll up our sleeves, and find common ground on this urgent challenge. Please have your team reach out to mine by the end of the week to set a date for our next meeting. Sincerely, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House. Biden replied to the letter saying that he would meet after Easter. Which was over a week ago, but there has been no meeting. So instead, last week, McCarthy released a new budget proposal, the Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023. The rest of this episode was going to be me reading through the proposal and double-checking to see if it would actually work, and also be beneficial to me, one of the many Americans that it affects. So to research this, I started skimming the bill. And that's when I've realized I've read this all before. And I've already written an episode about it. And that episode was titled Controlled Burn. This new budget, the Limit, Save, Grow Act of 2023, is almost exactly, word for word, the same proposal from the House Freedom Caucus. The exact same proposal that doesn't work. And you don't need to take my word for it. That is coming straight from the Congressional Budget Office. Quote from their report. Following this path, according to CBO's calculations, would result in a very small deficit rather than a balanced budget. In that case, outlays for all mandatory programs except for Social Security, veterans, and defense programs would be reduced to zero. In other words, the proposed budget will result in the federal government needing to cut funding for everything except Social Security, veterans' benefits, and military spending. If it's not one of those things, 
the money being spent on it is zero. No space travel, no research or development, no subsidies for farms, no investments for green energy or sustainable housing, no maintenance on infrastructure like roads or the power grid. Any one of those things I just mentioned going unfunded would, and for some cases has in the past, caused serious problems for the average American. No space travel, research, or development means no new technology. In addition to our advancements in technology driving a large part of our economy, this would also take away our military's edge and greatly threaten both our national and global security. No subsidies for farms would result in farms producing less and national hunger as a result. No investments in green energy means our global warming issue will get worse faster instead of getting better. Same with sustainable housing. Our housing crisis won't get any better that way. No maintenance on infrastructure would be infuriating. I already get upset about road construction taking forever. There is a main road right next to my apartment that's been under construction since July of last year. In addition, many of our cities have older lead pipes that need to be replaced before they degrade and start contaminating the water that flows through them. In addition, our power grid faltering could cause civil disorder. When there are blackouts, there are also upticks in crime. There are only two real differences in the proposed Limit Save Grow Act of 2023. The first is Title III, Repeal Market Distorting Green Tax Credits. As of right now, if a power company makes electricity using renewable resources such as hydroelectric, wind, or solar, they will receive a credit from the government. The government pays the power company more as a way to compensate the power companies for using a more expensive but more sustainable method to generate power. But this section would get rid of that credit, and as a result, power companies whose goal is to make money would switch back to cheaper methods to produce the same amount of power and make more money that way, but also cause more damage to the environment. Repealing this credit is how McCarthy plans on getting around the we still have a three trillion increase in the deficit problem from the original House Freedom Caucus proposal, which would probably work, but would also irreparably damage the environment even further. The second difference is Title IV, the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection. Hey, I've seen that before. A proposed law called the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act. This act is effectively copy-pasted into this much larger Limit Save Grow Act of 2023. And its title is outright lying to you. Instead of saying that it will protect small families or small businesses, it instead states that it will rescind the budget that was promised to the IRS through the Inflation Reduction Act. Doing this will further weaken the IRS, forcing them to audit lower-income people and smaller businesses, rather than giving them the power that they need to ensure the rich and powerful aren't dodging taxes even more than they already are. In 2012, the IRS audited 40,965 people, who made more than $1 million per year. But that number has been steadily dropping until, in 2022, the IRS was only able to audit 7,710 people who made more than $1 million per year. This episode is titled Tug of War because it does feel like Speaker McCarthy and President Biden are playing Tug of War using the federal budget as a rope.
Have you ever played Tug of War? Tug of War has a surprisingly bloody history. You see, most people consider the rope to be darn near unbreakable, but it's not. There is a limit to how much tension it can take, and two teams of people can actually overcome that limit, at which point the rope snaps and all of the potential energy that it was storing is suddenly released. If it's a good sized rope, that often means that the newly created ends are suddenly moving at about the speed of sound. In many cases, this will maim or kill both participants and spectators. Speaker McCarthy and President Biden are figuratively playing tug-of-war, using the whole federal budget as the rope. And if that rope snaps, it won't just take out an eye or an arm. It will take out the entire global economy. Just like literal tug-of-war, the only winning move is not to play... Biden and McCarthy probably won't hear this episode, but maybe one of their subordinates will. And if you are one of their subordinates, please send this message up the chain. I know that Biden and McCarthy can't exactly agree on much, but I do think that you can at least agree that the imminent collapse of the global economy is... is bad. I encourage either of you, or ideally both to cross that short stretch over the National Mall and sit down in a room with the other. And don't leave that room until this problem is resolved. Start with a few things that you can agree on, make compromises where you can't, develop a proper budget, and send it off to the Congressional Budget Office to ensure that it works. Since you have to compromise on many issues that you disagree on, neither of you will probably walk away happy with the deal. But I'm sure you could at least be okay with it. Quote from my congressperson. My way or the highway doesn't work in divided government. Reasonable leaders find a smart middle ground, and we can do that when reducing the deficit and raising the debt ceiling. Common sense and stewardship of our country must prevail, said Congressman Don Bacon. Don Bacon is part of the Problem Solvers Caucus, and that is a group that is true to its name. They have assembled a framework to temporarily suspend the debt ceiling while also creating a bipartisan commission specifically to address the growing national debt. This prevents the imminent collapse of the global economy, but still works to solve the problem. It's not a perfect solution, basically all it does is buy time, but it is better than the economy melting down in two months. A reasonable leader would see that as a smart middle ground. In conclusion, I urge Biden and McCarthy to actually meet up, sit down, and not leave until they've solved the problem, or at the very least, come up with a way to start solving the problem. If we can prevent the government from going into default, we might have a brighter future. Now that I've had my say, what do you think? There's no one else in the voice chat this week to tell me what they think, but there are comments below this if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast. Check the description for more information, including the resources I used to build this episode, and all of the places where you can find my podcast. You can also join our Discord server to discuss these and other topics, as well as join in when these episodes are recorded live every Monday at 7pm Central Time. If you would like to support the show or spread the word, I have a merch store. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Bright Future. These episodes are released every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central, so I'll see you back here next week.